Hey everybody, welcome to episode, I believe, 17. I'm going to start doing numbers because it makes us feel more like storied and legitimate, like a real franchise. Episode 17 of Overbotch coming in, coming upon our final week uh, of qualifiers for the Summer Showdown. And it has been an interesting, interesting month. Uh, and of course, I am joined as always by the greatest of all root bears and the plexiest of Maddox, um... All the way across the pond. Three, such an international cast we have here. Mm. Crossing borders, crossing oceans. How are you guys today, first of all? I'm kind of sleepy. Oh, we it. don't need sleepy. Get some advanced GG, Richard. I had it. Get I some... had two <laughs> servings today. I've only five minutes said you're shilling out. Wait, two, Come two, on. <laughs> two scoops or two servings? Like No, two servings. Two full two servings. Wow. Yeah. You've had, you've had to get a lot of shit done or something? Uh, yeah, no, you know what it is. It's just like the weather's like really like, it's, the, it's dreary. just not great right now. So it's dreary and the air yeah. is really dense and I'm in a valley. So anyone who knows like farm areas, like if you're in a low-lying area and that weather comes in, it yeah. you feel it. And it's like, everything's like, you know? So yeah, no, no. But overall though, like I'm actually okay. I'm just like, I'm like weirdly tired today though, but eh, sure. that's life. Plex, yes. how are you though? I'm hoping yeah, you're doing, doing better. Doing good, <laughs> better weather than you. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, got a lot to go through, haven't we? Yes, we do. And why did I not even bring up? I'm an idiot. The first, the, I mean, the title of the damn episode is going to be all about this nonsense. Is about this nonsense because it was it was the story of the week. And I know Plex is going to get mad at us for even talking about it because no. apparently, apparently this means all we will ever talk about for the rest of time is the San Francisco shock. But no, but regardless, it was newsworthy. They did break the regular season streak uh, for uh, for regular season games. 20 and oh, they're approaching Undertaker levels of, again, mm. asterisk regular season wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're wait, we're waiting for that. Although again, they, they made it to the end of mid season madness, which is cool. They, they were made it to the, all the way to the final. So like they, they're, and then, they uh, and then a, a gnarly niner really. Um, but yeah, I mean, hell of a hell of an accomplishment that, that is still pretty wild. I do find it rather, uh, fortuitous, shall we say that of course now, their next game, literally after breaking the record, is against probably, even though despite this record, despite their actual standings, the sh probably the strongest team in the West on this meta is probably Dallas, and that is literally their mm -hmm. next matchup. And that's gonna be a big test. I mean, that will be a huge test because I totally the, winning. One the thing test. I saw, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, Plex. If, the, if you were gonna say, say, I looked at it, San Francisco. And we could like we could take it had a pretty relatively speaking easy strength of schedule this meta in particular there's like this this mm -hmm. stage they had a pretty lofty for at least like three out of their four matches it was pretty it was like Paris yeah. Vancouver New York or something like that hmm. if you're gonna break the street you may as well do it this way so I get, if but you're I'm... gonna have someone break it yeah at least have it be like from the other pretty dominant team in this yeah. meta and not like some fluke from Boston or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for all the dick I give shock, they are a talented team. There is no doubt about that. And they yeah. are there on merit. I mean, Cropper, Kilo, they've been looking really good. Yeah. Good, 
Violet and Finn seem meta-proof. Like, those two can play near enough anything that's required. My only concern is with Kaluge, because when you look at all the Junker Queen players in this meta, he's sort of been, I wouldn't say bottom of the pile, but sort of in that lower tier, so to speak. Because Mag has looked good. Someone's looked good. A lot of these players have looked really strong with Junker Queen. Mm -hmm. Kaluge, on the other hand, hasn't been. Not but he's, I, I, I don't I don't even think even anywhere I get I think I get where you're coming I don't think it's entirely fair to put him I wish we had Junker Queen uh, stat. I might be able to pull up the grab bag that from there Ooh. um from not this week but from last week uh yeah. the grab bag folks had some Junker Queen stats actually I'll share that I, I think he's but I think you're I think you have a, a very valid point he's definitely not top, I don't think he's near even the bottom I think he's middle of the pack for a team yeah. that it does so well, I think him as the kind of tip of that spear that the tank is, or whatever. I think he is. I think he's kind of middle of the pack here. You see, so these are actually really interesting. If you ever want to go on, um, for those again listening and not seeing the visual version, go check out on Twitter. There's an account called what is the actual account here? Um, e g or e m g t f i. They are they are they an Overwatch League stats person. That's and they were, uh Yeah, they and they work with another stats editor to put these grab and grab bag stats together. So if you're one of these people who are like, I'm into someone with the three point two batting average, I'm not always that person, but I do find these graphs very interesting. So right in front of us, we have the Junker Queen stats from last week, um, and these are from uh, our hour or more of play and they have hero damage for 10 minutes final blows for 10 minutes shake all these stats and then they highlight the top three or four in each of these categories so yeah you look at someone like Kaluge, who's on the winningest team in the west right now he only finishes in the top in one category and that was wound uptime yeah of 23 percent but everything everything else there's a lot of other ones few uh hanbin obviously uh, was kicking ass. Had a, was a top yeah. finisher. Hard in four, was being crazy. Yeah, four four out of the, these. What is this? Like ten categories or something? Dear, I think even on the eye test, it looks scary. And I've said this to you guys. I'm so glad this is a joint tournament bracket because can you imagine Dia against NA on the Junker Queen? It would it would be interesting. I mean, not as much as I want to see Smurf versus NA on the Junker Queen. Oh God, <laughs> but. but uh, that 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 that's what I'm again. That's just always what I'm looking forward to the most when when we get to these internet. But I'm well. It'll be interesting if we're even. God, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We even gonna see Junker Queen when it comes down to the next international tournament, which will be Countdown Cup um, and the yeah, the playoffs and stuff. Um, I mean, we don't know what the nerfs look like, but so they're not to poo poo no. on stats, but there are some fundamental. There's a there are some foundational issues with the way these stats can't actually do sports statistics. You're super quiet again, just FYI. Oh well, uh, for, okay. I I don't know if there's anything you because this is the I don't know what it is. It's like it goes in and out. Like yeah, it'll be like no this idea. for ten minutes and then it'll be back I have to normal. No idea. Boo um, arms. Anyway, oh, yeah, so, continue. So the, yeah, no, there's fundamental issues uh, with that. You can't do sports stats like this because. They have no context as to you can't look at an individual hero's performance without the context of the overall output of the team. Because your ability to win within a win condition or within a situational requires you to understand what was your total output in the team. And then what was the the output? Did you defeat the other person 
in the same situation and their relative output. It's why we yeah. have uh, in baseball wins above replacement, why we have a war, right? You have war stats because it looks at what, what was the impact of you in that role versus somebody else within that role. And so I guess, I guess, like, so, yeah, that's actually don't make any sense. Like, for, here's a good example. So you see Hanbin on fuel with the most damage. Okay. How much damage was created by everybody else? Or right. let's just make this up. Look at, I'm making this up. Okay. Let's just arbitrarily choose uh, Dante. Okay. 86 is not in the top three. Okay. But what did the rest of the team do while he was producing that 8,600 damage? Because yeah. we know, generally speaking, mathematically, you have to create a certain amount of damage as a team per minute to run. Which means what they should be looking at is what is the relative amount of damage required to win? Well, they, I mean, this isn't about this has nothing to do with wins and losses. But this is just so well, your Jonker Queen stats are relative to how your team plays. You could have lower damage and be a better Junker Queen by leading to more wins. Right, but that, that I don't. I guess that's not that nobody. That's not the issue here. Nobody's talking about wins or losses here. We're just they literally talking about individual. But it doesn't matter though, because if your game style wasn't reliant on the Junker Queen to put the most damage, it has your damage doesn't mean you were the best. Doesn't even mean you were good. Yeah, I will admit I can actually agree with Rich on this one because. It's also a case of play style as well, because exactly. like you could like, use the rampage to say set up the Genji, for example. Like I see this all the time: a batting average, really stupid. ERA in baseball, really stupid. We've thrown these numbers out because they make no sense. Not when you understand how the game works, because you're supposed to look at what do these do with relation to your ability to win. Because okay. you have a lot of damage doesn't mean you're the best. It means that you have the most damage, but that doesn't mean you won. And if you didn't win, are you actually good in your role? Okay. I I I I, I can I can take that. I guess I, I hate I hate bad stats. I mean I studied stats, which makes me kind of a dork, but no, no, tons of people stats like this. This is I actually had a talk with somebody over the weekend, this kid who's at uh he's starting Calm Cyan. I took him through how esports stats works and he started laughing the kid's like 18 and he goes yeah it's so weird it's like everyone's making google sheets and i'm like yeah i know and he goes yeah they don't have any functions they haven't built this out like you can't do this because your statistical output of any metric without an understanding of what it actually led to so in baseball you always look at run generation right what did it lead to so there's a certain amount of segmentation that has to go on here you have to think about this right away i always joke this is just that sort of like Hooray, the number's big. Statsing, and it really doesn't matter. Your final blows for every 10 minutes, that depends on the play style. Sure. Okay, so I get, So here's the thing. At the end of the day, I get it. It's, I mean, the stats are they're legitimate, and, like, they're, also, they're a number, but... Well, but here's the other thing. None of this means you're even good at Junker Queen. All of this could mean that your team is really good, and you're getting the cleanup because it's easier for you to get these numbers. Wins above replacement stats above replacement sure. numbers can be really good because his team is really good that does not mean he is good in himself i'm not saying he's bad what i'm saying is your damage might be there because your supports are crazy so at the end of the day the these like again i guess my i guess yeah fair fair okay fair point they, these these are legit and you could do something with these but on on their own these are just a bunch of numbers without context yeah. 
And without yeah, like my, the context, what I would want to see is I would want to see useful. all of these numbers with the amount of heels pumped into these people, at minimum sure. as a control. But sure. again, yeah. like I said, like this is actually a very bad way of understanding player performance. Yeah, I mean, to look at it another way, I mean, I mean, you look at the Premier League. I mean, the number of times you see I know teams this because with of like twenty-seven percent possession. <laughs> so you see teams with twenty-seven. He's got the book, possession. folks. He literally yeah, has analyzing yeah. baseball data with our second <laughs> edition. I have the first one too. Yeah. So, so you're say, saying Plex? You're saying you were saying? Yeah. No, I mean, you see teams in the Premier League. They get like twenty-seven percent possession, and they oh, still win yeah. two goals to nil. Yes, I so know. I know. I know. Yeah. Say, I mean, to put it this way, the met, the quote-unquote meta for Premier League football is high press and possession. It's like mm-hmm. keep the ball, but it's always a case of you could have like seventy, eighty percent possession and not find a breakthrough. But the team exactly. Because well, what you need to analyze is the variance, which is why we have stats analyses around this. Anova. Yeah. Analysis I think, of variance. I think Leicester City won the Premier League. <laughs> oh my they god! They did it on a counter-attack play style. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, well, that's actually my favorite and they example. Just went for it. <laughs> it, yeah, it, actually, that's a great example. Leicester City really showed where there were gaps um, in in like tracking numbers. And my favorite thing is when they show the pitch and you have like offensive mm. and like each respective end versus midfield. And yeah. I'm like, the, the they're the same. They divide yeah. it to thirds, yeah. It, it, every single game, because that's literally the structure of the game. It's how you run, because you run slower in the midfield. So it always eats up that third. <laughs> like, it's very yeah. funny, right? Um, there's also, so there's also it, something to be said probably for, um, and again, I'm not a tra- traditional sports guy, but you do, like you said, you use baseball stats or whatever. The controls are much more consistent that the, Hey, we're playing on a baseball diamond that has this measure. Usually has everything is the same length, the distance, all this stuff. Meanwhile, over here, we're each one of these teams played on different map pools that have different strategies that have different yeah. like ways of attack and defending and all this stuff. But there are commonalities. My favorite, th- like, the one thing that's missing here is what was the output of the supports? Sure. You cannot survive in the game without heals. So we should be looking at that. You cannot look mm. at anything in Overwatch without the impact of heals or damage outside your percentage of damage committed as a proportion of the team. And use mm. that as a variable to understand it. But nobody understands that you do relative ratios because they're like fake statisticians. They're like fake number people. This is a huge issue because you would only do that. So why do you care about KD ratios? They're irrelevant. Yeah, because it depends on what the order was of the operations of the attack. And it's also right? when you get those kills as well. So you could have a fifteen and and eight kill death ratio, but how many of those kills in Overwatch led you to say winning team fights? Led yeah, or a good example like rampage kills per ten minutes, or like number of people that you're hitting. People are thinking these as fixed like interval ratio values. That's not how you look at it. The purpose of all sports, I mean, yeah, we talk about baseball, but how do, then how are we able to do advanced analytics in hockey and basketball? Mm-hmm. Because they exist, right? It's that we're not looking at these through advanced means. We're looking at this through like very, very like amateur means. We're like, well, let's just look at how much damage. They're working with the numbers that are shown that they show on like the box score, but everybody knows the box score is useless to understand what happened with the game. Mm. So again, like, it's one of the reasons why I never like to use this to grade players because it means nothing. Like, put it this way. 
there are players who are going to have the lowest numbers here who could be the best junk cream players, but their team sucks. And none sure. of that is here. Like, mm. a good example, where's, uh, where's uh, Las Vegas Eternal on this? <laughs> I don't, uh, God, who's there? Wait, why does Vistola not have a team? It's Crowley now. Crowley, oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, uh, Vestola, get, didn't he get dropped? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. sort of dropped. <laughs> they got Crowley's dropped. Crowley's the new. Hold on, am I just blind? Where's Parrot? The, and the, I guess they don't have, they didn't have, um. Yeah, it yeah says it's Crowley. Here, that's 50 minutes. Maybe, so yeah, it's because they didn't have enough playtime. So, okay, so who's the worst team here? <laughs> um, maybe, like, New York? Oh, well, Dia. Dia. Down there, so, you've all looked away. Yeah, Dia. Okay. How do you account for the fact that the Valiant stink? You can't, like, we've all been in games where our team are bozos. Your numbers are worse. Does that mean you are bad? Yeah. I mean, Dia yeah. actually does more, da- does quote unquote more damage than Smurf, the best exactly. team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also one other thing. I think there's also the fact of how many teams were running the Brig Lucio backline. Now, because NYXL ran Arna Zen at one point, Mayhem, which we'll probably get to in a little bit, actually pioneered the Arna Zen style. Yeah. So that's now, also a fact. Different healing outputs. Look at this. Look at this. Now, now look at Carnage kills for every 10 minutes. One. Arbitrarily choosing the top three makes no sense in a value like this because it's a scalar. You have to understand what the variance is, what the out. You have to look at centrality. Anybody who does this properly would know that you're supposed to take a color coded heat at least and take like your top five so you could understand the max mins, the baskets, the boxes. You've got to create a box and whisker. You've got to know what the variance is. Is there great, um, is there high level of variance or are these densely packed? They're just saying first, second, and third, and they're doing this to the second decimal place. Nobody who knows math would ever do that. That's a bad way of math. Now, look at Dia's numbers. He's 7.41. Look what that Mm -hmm. is ranked on Carnage kills for 10 minutes. He's fourth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, okay. I get we got all these numbers. What is the order of priority between these stats? Because they are not all equal. Because they have to have a varying level of explanatory impact on the outcome of a fight or a win. So what it's saying is that Dia, with his, like, piss-poor hero, a thousand less damage, right, per ten minutes, Mm -hmm. than Hunbin, is better at killing people in Carnage. So what's the impact of carnage kills on wins? You see what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. How, how many times do you get tons of damage and nobody dies? Because yeah. There's no. But yeah, uh, that that for sure. You, you don't do target prioritization. So like I said, and we'll end with this. Man, gaming stats is awful. All of it's awful. They look the, at this all the wrong way, and nobody bothers to look at existing models that exist for like reasonable quantitative and then like quality quantitative analysis for sports, which requires everything to be broken down to situationals, which is fundamentally missing mm. from the game. Everyone just looks for high spots, and that's what cut, this is. Say a couple of things before we move on to the next big news. Useless numbers, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, Richard, you missed your calling. You could be a great maths teacher. And second of all, thank you for pronouncing Leicester City correctly. Wait, how do people say it? 
Leicester or whatever. No, oh, yeah, I've heard people oh, call it Leicester. American Americans, yeah. I I no. learned I learned I learned in, in wrestling. Yeah, pronounced it correctly, gentlemen. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard that on. a lot when when I when I first like would because we, we we did a show in in Leicester and like there there were a couple of the boys that were like, where are we going to Leicester? Or Name and shame, or, come on. Uh, I, 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 no, I, God, I couldn't Wait, how do you yet. pronounce the sauce that is Liam Perrin's? That, that is what? Oh, it, it, is, it is Worcestershire? Yeah, see, he's got it. Yeah, right? Cool. That's, yeah, Worcestershire. We, we, we are, that. Oh, don't <laughs> worry. When I was like 10 years old and I saw it in the fridge, I'm like, Worcestershire sauce, Dad. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, kudos, man, to your folks for choosing a very reasonable uh, oh, Worcestershire. My- so. My dad, my dad likes Worcestershire for sure. Oh, it's, it's a great, it's the greatest culinary save. When in doubt, oh yeah, throw some of that in. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to season things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, just sauce, Chris. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I'm actually really hard on on the way people do like stats analysis because this is actually why we miss. If you do this the wrong, given how this looks, it leads us to actually assess players' performance and impact and value sure. the wrong yeah, way, yeah, yeah. which is why we lose out on such. And what this really results in is it bad scouting and bad talent. It's just people following what, the boot, yes, right? Yes, Rubbing their yes. bellies and being like, I feel like this is good. I'm like, guys, how about you learn math? And here's the funny thing, guys. I got a 68 in stats. I'm not even good at this, and I can see this, which really means yeah. it doesn't like I'm bad at this. <laughs> like, so I'm bad at this. First like, time I, out, I mean, so. like, a, I mean, I was a terrible student too. Like, I actually understand the concepts and stuff. But the point is, I, I'm average. Yeah. Like in my field, I know people who are like truly brilliant statisticians. Now, yes, I've sat with like some doctorates, and we've rebuilt models together. Like, I'm more of a systems engineer background, so it's like, yeah, I'll build the models. And then they help me with the math. But the thing is, I like to think of myself as pretty average. But if you're going to go forth and say you're working on stats and you don't know these things or you're not trying to solve for them, it doesn't mean you're average. It means you're bad Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty average if you're in the field. Right, right, right. right. See what I mean? And and I just think it, it, it results in people grinding on all the wrong things, fighting um, needlessly and ultimately missing out on talent. Like really, yeah, that, yeah, that's, 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 and that's the big heartbreak. That's the tragedy of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, People start getting hung up on, no, and I love, I brought that up. That's, I love learning shit too. Cause I brought that up as like, oh, here's a way we could, we could maybe guys could talk about some of the tanks or whatever. And now, now don't we just ended up breaking down the uselessness of these random like useless numbers Correct. That, every, that everybody Richard seems did. to glorify. I know. Well, right? But, but yes. we do this all the time. Um, like, that's a uh, very good in- point. You know, this happens actually in regular sports all the time. So my favorite example is people looking at ERA makes is a it's a dumb stat that we've held onto in okay. baseball. Just so we know, what does ERA stand for? It's the earned run average. So it's the right. average number of of runs that a pitcher allows in a game. The problem with the ERA is that it doesn't it has no relative impact or relationship to whether or not you a pitcher won or lost a game, right? So like a good example is. How do you, you can get pitchers who are really, really good, but if they happen to, if in their games, and this happens, like I always joke, if you always um, win by small, like my favorite example is, and you see this all the time, if you win by small amounts of runs and you lose by big ones, like that's how like run differentials and everything in baseball get really skewed. Your win loss gets really weird. So it like, it looks like you're a bad team, but well, no, you're not. It just means you get blown. When you lose, you get blown out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, another thing that's really important is the concept of the batting average. Batting averages make no sense in baseball, yet we always refer to them. So they always say it's the percentage of times you get a hit. And that's actually technically not true. It's the percentage of times that in the situation it's counted as an at-bat that you hit something. But it's that you hit the ball at all, not what the hit resulted in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So my favorite example is when you're walked, that's not counted as an at-bat. You're walked. It's it's removed from the numbers. So, so the whole problem with baseball is that your your, your denominator is always changing, which is yeah. why one of the things we did. And I mean, I I always I, I'm not my my like our skills are like average. So like I'm like oh, I don't want to build a simulator to calculate the war. And my buddies used to always bug me about this. I'm like I'm gonna just stick with woba. It's a weighted on base average. It's not that you hit the ball. It's that you got. It's like. What matters it's is that, that you, you get benefited on base. from that hit. Correct. So the weighted on base average, what it does is based off of a hit, once you qualify for that, it weights where you ended up on the diamond, first base, second base, or third base. Because it's a relative way of understanding how good your hit was, not that a hit occurred. Yeah. So you see? just to put this in a way, I could probably translate it. So it's like in cricket, where you hit the ball and Let's apply that to here. Mm-hmm. You could say you hit the ball 63% of the times, but it doesn't say how many times you ended up getting a single run, or you may have hit a six, as I call Correct. it. Correct. And you weight it based yeah. off of the number of runs generated. Say, I'm just putting it in ways Correct. I could understand. No, yeah. that's, that's, and that's a much better way. Yeah, that's exactly how you would look. That's a, and that's, that is how we look at cricket, right? We don't yeah. care that you hit it, on, or even how far. We care... How it was hit, and you, but you don't know how to calculate that. So what you do is you look at how many runs were generated off of the hit. Like cricket's mm. actually really nice like that. So that's actually what we need to get to because I always joke: what these stats result in is what everybody gets at the end of like a bad game when someone's like, "I got four gold medals. I got the most damage. You got the most damage as a support because you didn't do any healing." Yeah, I mean, and I everybody remember. died. I always remember. I glanced a video from Stylosa and mm-hmm. he was doing these these VOD reviews for people. There was one, I remember, of a Baptiste player complaining he was getting all this damage. And you watch the VOD, he was just shooting. He wasn't actually healing or anything like that. <laughs> so yeah. he, despite thinking he was like some Chad, he was like a useless support player. He basically. was actually useless. You can actually see yeah, yeah. Stylosa's video. It's hilarious. Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome. I love I'll that. still go find the video for you guys because it's pretty funny. Yeah, well, no, no, but that's that. exactly what it is. And like I said, it leads to bad habits and how we like situational awareness and understanding, and it leads to bad coaching. Like you think about it, if a coach ever looks at these numbers, you can, there's no way you can coach. Yeah. You can't even get a reasonable assessment on the other team. Yeah, and then you, when they're not giving fixed, you the proper. Right? So that's why and I always yeah, have to yeah. use the eye test anyway. It's like I've always yeah. said, you could lose, but you could look good losing, kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's why I'm like, why don't they just start calculating how much like, again, I would try to figure out damage that occurs within a team fight and then what the median amount is to figure out what it typically takes to win within a given meta. Right. And then once you understand what that is, you take a look at what drives the ability to create that level of damage Mm. among the independent variables. Then you'll have a meaningless and then you'll have a meaningful stat. Yeah. And then what matters is less about the hero versus what the individual requirement outputs were for each position. That's what everyone F's up, man. Okay. So Richard, before we move on to our next section, I want 
ask a very simple question. So I've always been taught the mean, the mode, and the median. Median, yes. Why do you use the median over the other two? Just real quick. Uh, okay, so, uh, well, modal analysis is not that useful unless you're dealing with things where there's a set amount of, like, requ uh, there are set counts for every given distribution amount. Like, you use it when there's a nonlinear distribution. Like, are there, like, six pa Like, a mode just tells you which number shows up the most, but it means that the numbers have to come up in a rational amount, like, a rational structure, like six, right. 10, 12. So you do that when you're just trying to figure out what came up the most. And what you're looking at is you just want to understand the distribution of the most common uh, variable that emerges the most within a set. A mean is what we, what most people know as to be an average. It's when you get, you take all the numbers and you divide it, right? By yeah, the number add it together, of, divide of sets, by the number. By the, yeah, by, by the count, right? Uh, within, the, within the frame. The challenge with a mean is when there's extreme levels of variance or you have a small sample size. Because means are, are highly variable based off of those two factors. So it's not great to look at them with sports analysis because you may not have enough situations. Like if you're dividing by 30, that's not a very good amount. Measures of central tendency only tend to emerge at an end of 30. So you're actually at the bottom end of stability for a mean. A median right. is the midpoint of the distribution of all variables within the set. So it lets you know, regardless of what the max min was, it just looks for what the literal middle point, middle point was. Now, the okay, problem with the median, you. yeah, the problem with the median is that if you have, again, extreme variance and the median just happens to be in the middle, like everyone has one, everyone else has 5,000, and you just happen to have some arbitrary number at 20, it, a median requires there to be a relatively normal-ish yeah, or yeah, even, yeah. Not even distribution. Hmm. But it's... Given what we're looking at, where the numbers are kind of close, like, yeah, mean could probably work here. Medians also work really well. You definitely wouldn't do a mode because, again, the selection. Yeah, because that's the most the, common number. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. Right. The, the, the granularity, it's, it's, too, it's, too, it's too granular. But yeah, that's, right. but medians get used a lot because it helps. It ignores when there's massive differences between the top right, and okay. the bottom. So basically, I always tell people, it's like what happens when you're doing like a conjoint test like they did for the... Um, the uh, the skins you know mm -hmm. the battle pass structures right um the reason why you need to have individual level choice utility in a distribution is this typically if you ask folks like six like 10 people uh would you like do you prefer coke or do you prefer pepsi right if you take um a, an average of the choices people will tell you ah there's no real difference it's about 50 50 and i'm like actually it's not Usually mm. the people who chose Coke only choose Coke and will never choose Pepsi. Right. And the people who choose Pepsi will only choose Pepsi and never choose Coke. But yeah. if you don't look at it at an individual choice level, it averages out to having no impact, but it at an individual level has the greatest impact. Right. So like, this is the kind of thing where it's like, I was telling folks math and stats when it comes to games and situations like this, or in general, it's less about, being able to collate and construct uh, a data frame, it's far more important that you've put thought into the framework of what you're trying to express. And that's why I hate esports stats. They're like bad baseball stats where they're like, oh, this pitcher in this situation has thrown, throws curveballs. I'm like, you don't have enough numbers yeah. to say that. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense, right? Like against right-handed batters. No, it works in the... You can kind of do that, but it doesn't actually have explanatory weight on anything. Well, right? but what you 
you're in no. you're in you're in good hands because the next thing we're gonna talk about is another stat. Uh, but no, the, hopefully, I, and unfortunately, I I won't be able to give more context. This is from um, Yiska over at GG Recon. This was done in his Discord. Um, so I, I don't know the exact process. I know it was based off of the Gladiators' uh, kind of cumulative performance so far this stage. So we talked about last week, we thought that the Gladiators were mathematically eliminated from the tournament. Turns out it's not true. It's a very unlikely and a lot of st- moving parts have to happen. But after yeah. the recent results, it's still technically a possibility. So there's some yeah. interesting, and this is all, this isn't based on like performance. It's just based on win percentage versus certain teams. So for those listening on audio, the current thing is assuming a 3-0 over Paris from this past weekend, which they ended up doing. They did end up 3-0ing Paris. It was one of their, the first game they've won, I believe, this, uh, this stage. It's better, yeah. Yep. So if the Glads 3-0 Atlanta coming up in their match uh, this weekend, they still have a 56% chance of making the tournament. If they 3-2 Atlanta, it drops to 37%. If they 3-0 Atlanta and then Atlanta 3-0s Houston, they still have a 45% chance. If they 3-0 Atlanta and then Atlanta 3-2s Houston, drops to 44. We see we're moving down here. If they 3-2, if Glads 3-2 Atlanta and Atlanta 3-0s Houston, it drops to a 30% chance. And at the bottom, and of course there are other combos potentially in here. If Glads 3-2 Atlanta and Atlanta 3-2s Houston, we drop mm-hmm. to a, a 29%. So I have a question. You're telling me there's a chance. Is what is basically at the okay. end of the day. I have a like, question. Why is my brain hurt hearing all that? <laughs> it because yes, you and you won't you won't be alone. And I it's like the this is it's just interesting. It was I'm more to paint the idea that like everyone thought Glads were down and out because they went oh and four. Um and they're not. And but it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of a miracle though to get them there. I will say, now I'm no stats nerd, but there seems to be a couple of scenarios missing, i.e. the 3-1 scenario. Yeah, the 3-1 Atlanta scenario is totally missing for, for Glads, if the Glads 3-1 Atlanta, and I don't I don't know why that was omitted. Wait, what um, do these percentages represent? Their chance of ma- qualifying for the Summer Showdown tournament, because they're kind of on the bubble right now. Okay, yeah, so they have a... Four- 45% shards if they 3-0, then Atlanta, Atlanta 3-0 is Houston. Yeah. I've always been terrible with the whole thing. Like, when other teams' results affect your placing, I... No, I get that. I just... I, yeah. I, wish, I, I, I think I know what's going on here. The challenge is I can't tell what this actually means because you... How, you, you don't have a percentage chance of qualifying. You either do or you don't. That's why I don't understand what the percentages are. But it must mean something else. Right? Like, Perhaps. If, if they're like saying, if this situation happens, you don't have a probability, a percentage of making it. You either do or you don't. It's a, it's a binary Perhaps. result. So, and maybe the other... Then this this part might be on me. Perhaps these percentages are the chance of these results happening, but based on previous have... performance. Yeah, I mean, it's the but way the data is presented. Is all right, moving problem. on, moving on. We're moving right along. Previous performance. 
there's a flaw there, right? Never That's mind. Why that that was such a terrible you idea. The dead ball era, you separate um wild card you so matt florida mayhem <laughs> shall this, we talk about that for a bit I, okay i i thought that was cool it was a terrible idea anyway um moving right along <laughs> um yeah we'll, we'll touch on touch on the boston has a, had a quick uh organizational change for what i feel like is like the third time this season that professional some, organization by the way <laughs> I, I think they're get honestly. I, I I just think they're just getting ready for next season. I, I don't see it as anything more than that, right? Because Arroy's uh, gone, right? So mm-hmm. they're changing over the coaching staff, the head coach, like the assistant coach, head coach. Um, performance hasn't been great. I think they're just getting ready for next season because they're not making it into anything. Yeah, I mean, I, they're. Well, well, I mean, they have a chance to maybe qualify for play-ins and stuff like that if they. Mm. They're, they? they're middle. They're not bottom of the barrel. They're, they're like, they're middling. Like if we yeah. go to the overall season, I mean, they're, they're 10 out of 13 in NA. I mean, if they have a decent Ooh. run in countdown cup, they could. Yeah. But here's the thing. You get to save money now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of the story of everybody, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. No, but I, I, I think it's just a matter of, they're just doing this now, just getting ahead of things. You've got to remember, this is a team where the organization changed its structure, right? Over, um, you know, in the last, their ownership is, has changed. They might have a different direction or a plan, yep. right? They may want to really find folks who are completely local, and that takes a long time to do, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you just kind of get this done, get some pieces done. I, I don't think it's a matter of, we're tired of losing. No, I, I really do think this is just timing. It's just how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, we, do you think it, do you it affects... Their performance be, going it, forward? To be fair, I think the lineup in their next game is going to be a factor because Punk has looked really good when he's been but playing. But they're not yet, but they don't let him play. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That will they let Punk, yeah. Crimzo, and they've still got, I think it's Speed Healy? Or, no, no Seeker. Um, Seeker, yeah. yeah. They've got Seeker to come in as well. So, so will they so, give so, these other players mm. a chance? We don't so, know. Like they've clear, yeah, they've clearly like leaned towards full Korean, uh, to, for, for their play. Yeah, yeah, for for the for the and for the com and everything. I get that, but it it is interesting. And there was somebody put out a tweet about Punk has survived like three or four different tank changes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To, like, main tank, and now and even in this new season, and like let let the mother play it like let him go let him free let him don't let him free now but like um yeah man like he he will be an inch it'll be interesting to see if, if this is part of a rebuild or a change of direction for next year if they just stick full korean and like they let go of like crimzo and seeker and punk punk is one of those ones that i would very much watch to get picked up somewhere like i could I could see Houston benefiting from someone like Punk. Like cool. I don't know what the situation mm. with Doge is going to be, but like they're going to need. I have a feeling they're going to want a more robust tank focus line instead of just having Dante flex over to that full time. Dante, one tricky whatever's better. Yeah, essentially, and it's been okay. Um, yeah, and we can, we can transition to that. That so I I was excited this weekend. Houston had a 2-0 weekend, um, yep. but I wouldn't call it the um, – the, they had a pretty decent 3-0 against uh, 
Vancouver, which Vancouver still looked okay, but, uh, you know, they were on a roll and Houston stopped them. But then they played Atlanta and that it was chunky, messy. Yeah. Yeah. It was chunky. It was definitely a little bit chunky. It was reliant. And if there were, if it wasn't for a few clutch plays, I feel like some of those maps would have very much gone. Yeah. I mean, my long standing issue is when you watch Houston play, notice how few heroes they actually play. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you think about Merritt and Pelican, are basically playing the same three or four heroes since the start of the season. And there's not been really that much difference in what they play. Hey, I mean, the tank has changed time to time. I mean, yeah, tank, tank, yeah, tank changes with the meta. I mean, yeah, it's just case of they're so limited. So let's say the meta radically shifts to say, for example, you want, try to think of a good example here. Let's say you want a Sombra with, say, a Junkrat, just for example. This probably won't happen, but you get what I mean. It's like, can <laughs> one hell of a meta. Can, oh my can God. Pelic- can Merit and Pelican then play those heroes? Right, 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 we right. Haven't seen them play them yet. We haven't seen them. It mean. doesn't mean they can't, though. This, those, that, especially, that is a very unique. Oh God! Please give me a Junkrat Somber meta, by the way. Holy shit! Please. <laughs> oh God! Well, I just played three heroes oh, out my pocket, so I, guess, so. I know, but like after, like after like a year of like pretty standard like hit scan flex, so what you know, like usually Echo or Genji, and then yeah, it pretty much Ash or Sojourn all fucking season. Please give me Somber Junkrat as meta. Oh my God. Yeah. It would be freaking incredible. Do. You know, you must do. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody toss it our way. We'll see what the the changes yeah. are after this. You get what meta. I mean, though. Is that, but yeah, no, no, narrow. that's true. It, and it's like I think it's unfair, kind of, to say that in this stage because again, because the meta I'm is so about, like, pretty the rigid as a whole. Overall. Yeah, um, I mean, the, all that I would say, I would kind of like. I think I think that is fair. I think overall, though, like the the some of the damage. Um, meta have been pretty tight. It's, Sojourn's been strong for throughout most of the season. A lot of people have played a lot of Sojourn because it's gotten so much value. So to like, I don't think it's people being like, we can't, mm-hmm. or like we can't play. I think it's just like this is this is what is fit, especially for this season. Um, yeah. Wait, you know there was Widow. There was a lot of Widow play in like uh, in some of those classic Widow maps in the in the season before or the stages before. But I don't know. I I would think. I at least I have I would have a lot of faith in Merritt's hit scan on almost anything. Um, Pelican, I feel like is good. I would something like a Junkrat. I don't freaking know, man. But like anything, like Genji, Echo, Farah, I feel like would do well. Um, yeah, and technically we've also got Dante. You could actually play all the flanking. Oh here, yeah, right? yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And God, I mean. Let's see if Tracer ever comes back into the meta too. I mean, then you also have who do you, Dante's one of the best tracers, you know, to to lace up the spandex and whatever the gimmick is in the middle of Tracer's mm. chest. Um, mm. What? What? Okay. What? No, no, speak, no. speak no. your piece, no. young man. No, no, no. This is, we don't do a podcast to, to not talk. You don't do a podcast to not talk. I mean, do you, you really think Dante is one of the best tracers ever? Okay. I, think I was going to say, Shax t- is no slouch. Like, oh, no, no, no. Is up there. The best like, to ever lace up the spandex, like better than Striker, better than PGSBB, better than 
yeah. a guy we don't talk about anymore. Mm, I know oh, yeah. you mean. Okay, um, so Matt, I'm going to put you on the show. I mean, I like Dante, here. but... Yeah, I'd no? say top 10. Okay, so Matt, if well, you that's had a not, choice... That's not being the best of, like, one yeah. of the best. There's a lot of people who played it, though. Yeah, yeah, but what's okay. the yeah, but a lot of them were bad. And then what was the gap yeah. between the top two or the first and then position? I the don't tenth? know, stats man. You tell me. Okay, so Matt, just to wrap this up, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. If you had a choice between Dante and Shax on Tracer, who would you go with? I don't know. I, I, I think <laughs> I have to see I have to see more Shax. I don't I I've, I've seen okay, a little what bit about of... I would take Shax purely because he Clearly. Is, of course you would. Is, because you're trying to piss no. me off. No, because when you <laughs> on the eye test, Shax has always looked the better tracer. Mm. Shax is pretty good. I don't know, but Shax, yeah. Dante's got also, more veteran experience. He's got. If you go, I if you go down veteran, history, veteran doesn't mean you're good. There's I'd lots say, of people that would make every journeyman like the I'd best say, at what they do. No, also, I think Rich could agree with me on this. Do you remember season one Logic's tracer? That was ridiculous. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> That or or, or striker pulse Stri- on the flying far yep. like Kobe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was that's one of my favorite plays. Actually, I, I it's still one of my favorite things. Um, or like striker on Boston, right? Mm. So Save you'll be. Whatever. I'm not. I or Dante. I'm, you're not going to get me to feel bad about defending my team. So. <laughs> You're coming from the okay. same guy. This is coming okay. from the same guy who said Toronto was going to win the midseason madness flat out. They might actually do. They might actually do kind of okay at they, they, uh, now, summer they, showdown. This 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 go round that if you if you want to switch gears though, yeah, absolutely. Toronto is All, looking yeah. beefy. Although although did some great work. Uh, I was really really impressed. You know, like obviously Hisu's always good, but although did some really nice Genji work. You know, yeah. like in general, um, Hotba was state like super solid. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I love the idea that we have we have enough players here in Toronto to like kind of experiment a little bit. It's a it's interesting, right? And it's like a, a good point of like there's just I'm glad they don't go like totally like off the rails in terms of aggression. I think that is a good thing. Um, but it was clinical, man. Although was very clinical, and now mm. he pulled off uh his play over the case of the weekend. I'm this this meta just works really well for them right now. It does. Yeah, like, it like does. It just, absolutely It does. just works really well. I do think they're more balanced than Vancouver, though. I, I feel like Vancouver... Didn't you notice in the highlight video, like, when they were winning maps, you just saw Aspire rocking the Sojourn? Oh, yeah. And it yeah. came down to him being able to, like, headshot with the railguns. But when it came down to the all-out brawls, that's where they went down against, like, Houston. Like, when it got, like, yeah. head-to-head, couldn't hold mm-hmm. it. And I think that that's yeah. what's that's what's built a little bit. I think we were saying it, but we've said it earlier in the season too. As, like Aspire has been dragging this team uphill on his back, like, and he's just began, keep tumbling down. This meta just happened. It was like, I think he's been a huge key to their success. They just finally have oh, and a meta around him that allows him to to pop off like that. But when yeah, you're yeah. not in a situation where he can do that. It it starts to it gets weird, right? It gets yeah, it gets super weird for them. So I'm I'm really you know I think it'll be interesting because everyone's like, why did Vancouver and Toronto play? I'm like, you've got to get through like Vancouver's got to get through everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you're not just gonna beat up on you know Eternal. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you eliminate a lot of those bottom. T- that's yeah. You're, you're you're starting in that in that top eight, baby. So like, yeah, it is not going to be an easy road. Plus, for like, I can't no imagine anything more disgusting than an organization from Vancouver succeeding in Toronto. That just makes my oh stomach my. turn. See, this makes me kind of want to see it though. God, with I, the I, exception I want of you to, it with. <laughs> I want well, you to be really there funny, and though, call in like, live to this podcast as Vancouver's confetti is raining down on the Toronto stage in the heart of this city. And I want I want to feel your tears. I mean, it is funny through. because A&W is actually based in B.C. <laughs> like their head corporate headquarters is in B.C. Are they really? Do you? Oh, yeah. God. How do you live with yourself for enjoying their fine uh, oh, mascot? Sad. Is it just one of the shames you have to live with? Yeah, you just have to shame. accept it. You just have wait, to wait, 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 hold on. Are you saying Richard has shame? <laughs> a, l- a little bit. No, every, it's not our fault. Has, I know. It's not our fault. His team's magnetized to alleyways. But hey ho. Hey. I know. Hey, yeah. Oh but, lordy. But no, Toronto. Toronto looks strong heading into this one. Um, but a team that has not looked super fantastic in this meta, but as a result, kind of took a little bit of a, a fuck it this weekend. I'm going to play the video. Um, <laughs> I know this is going. No, like, in, in, in a, in a, I, I mean that in a respectful way. I think this has been a rough stage for Florida. They, they played yeah. arguably the toughest team in this meta this weekend. And mm. normally, like, nor, like in early part of this stage, I legitimately like when people would. I didn't like it when they did tried the the Anazan at first because at the at the beginning of the stage because I'm like man I think it's a throw to do it mm. but I think at this point when the, it, it's hard figuring stuff out some for a lot of teams this just isn't the meta yeah to see um to go to truly try but like hey try some signature or some in different heroes let's see if we can not have fun because this is still profession but to see especially checkmate. Just flex around yeah. and just say, hey, let's throw this at the wall and sticks, like, including the freaking junk rat, which yes, exactly. got a little bit of value. Like Look, yeah. Yeah. Got I mean, a hell of a tire say, and everything. It was I'll interesting. Say this. So I'll say this to people who may have called. This match was a free hit. No matter what, what we knew you got to go down. You may as well go down a blaze of glory. Yeah, kind but of. It was great because Mayhem played some stuff and Dallas you'll notice in these highlights didn't change their comp until Dorado yeah all the entire time and it was just incredible to watch I mean, I mean we've got the Paris Hotel and NYXL coming up but this game and apparently because Mayhem lost 3-1 Vancouver didn't clinch a spot in the finals yes the mm-hmm. yes yep and this is an interesting thing. I actually watched the game back yesterday, and I kept track of Checkmate's heroes. He played in the whole series: Genji, Junkrat, May, Farah, Echo. That's five yeah. heroes, right? Yep. Doha, Sparkle, and and Edison between them only played four heroes: mm-hmm. so, well, he, so Genji, but, Echo. Uh, right, but it, it, I like. I don't want that frame. Like, that is not a bad thing to not play a bunch of heroes. Generally speaking, I don't think that's, yeah. that's, that's not the, the, because they play those. Well, they play those characters play very well in this meta and they, they've done that to great success. So like, I don't think that's a knock on, uh, yeah. Sparkle Doha. It's, Edison. Not them, it's, just, it's a case of 
But what I'm saying with that is, as I said, on it was only until Dorado did they change their comp. Because they didn't need to. Um, that, I guess that's my point. Is it, I, I think that the highlight is more. It's like they, I, they didn't need to. They were they were playing what works predominantly in this meta. They were playing it really really well. They were winning pretty handily, yeah. except for, except for this map where they just dropped the spaghetti. Um, yeah, but uh, like, no, I I think it's just more and more of a. It, it really made for a fun viewing experience to see. Yeah, especially checkmate flex over try it because like I said, I, I think there's a lot of teams that. And I, I don't, again, I don't want to think of it as, as throwing, but it's like when, you know, you, it, we're getting to the stage finals, it's, it's looking grim and they just go, okay, all right, we're just going to play, play what's supposed to be meta till the bitter end because like, we don't want to be seen as X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. To, to, to see him say, try it be like, look, especially yeah. against the okay. toughest team, screw it. We're going to, we're going to, we're and you know what? With all with all the variability in, in like checkmates picks, mm. they should have been three would in theory. They should have been three would yeah, because it was such an off meta weird pick. But they they even mm. picked a map up off them, which was which was awesome. Well, the one thing I noticed was you could tell that Dallas weren't really playing. I mean, they seemed confused at times by what may have because I think we the entire time was legit. Yeah, because what I mean by that is that you could see there were times in the game where they were unsure how to approach. It's like the Arna Zen mm-hmm. on defense for Hollywood, for example. They were like, oh God, we've got to deal with it. It's like they almost didn't know how to deal with the bionic grenade and the nano boost. Right. And all these kinds of things. So Mayhem, in a way, by picking the heroes they did, threw Dallas off their game. Yep. And in the case of, they were able to brute force the default comp, but on Dorado, they had to make the switches. Yeah. And No, I get that. And, it's just really fascinating to see because Mayhem looked like they have been working on this. And and also, you look at the two support lines, Brig Lucio versus Arna, Bat, Arna Zed, sorry. They both do similar things. Mm-hmm. In that you've got the CC from the Sleep Dart and the Kick versus the Whip Shot and the Lucio Boop. But then also, Arna offers more offensive utility because it's a brawl comp, essentially, this Junker Queen composition. Yes. Yep. And you need the AoE healing to get going off. So you need to trigger the Inspire passive, for example. Arnanade says, nope. And this, it's going on screen right now, the May Bat Brig was blooming genius. Mm. This yeah, it, was it, it, genius. This I don't know if that was, was a shot calling thing or if it was a coaching thing, but this was genius. I, I, I guess I don't know. And it was... It, it it worked it in that in that situation yeah it it freaking worked yeah. so that it was it was a lot of fun to see and one last thing before we, we move on it should be noticed that i actually heard from the coaching staff of mayhem the reason why they like playing majed rupaul together mm. is because you can't telegraph what you're going to be running if Arnimo's in you know there's going to be a lucio a brig or some other main support with majed and rupaul in you don't know Sure. And that is a factor. I mean, but also, checkmate, if Mayhem had won this match, he got man of the match for me. Um, yeah. I mean, you, not you'd have to. Not to picks, but the fact he got value on them. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, was, there wasn't any time that any of these kind of off-meta off picks came in and just told... I don't think any of them ever sh- totally, like, shit the bed. Pardon my French. Mm. But, like, I, I, I don't remember any point where it was like, 
all right, like that was fun, but you just died six times in a row. Let's 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 yeah. try something mm-hmm. real. Like they they all got like is it even the Faro got like got some got a little bit of value. Got you know yeah. It, it was it was fun. Like I said, this is the only map where D- where Dallas had to make changes. Oh, it, it, but fuck, bless the Florida Mayhem just for breaking my monotony with this medic. That's oh, the yeah. one thing about it, man. It has just been, it has just been, it has been a little bit boring to watch. It's the same, it's the same people playing the same heroes so, on the same maps every time. Would you time, say that so. Mayhem and now Chengdu Hunters? Yeah, like kind of a little bit. They have that a little bit of that, like that crate. They're in the action movie. They're the wild card, right? They're like, what's this guy yeah. going to do? What is this? They were, I mean, they were breaking rules at the start of the season. Yeah, they were and you can still, um, see on the first. Now they had to break out the Casty Echo just to try to yeah. do a checkmate. It was great. Somebody, somebody tweeted out. They're like, what the hell? Like, this is literally like an, a professional game version of ranked. When somebody goes, can someone please go hit scan to take care of the far? <laughs> to like, be fair, in all the, in all this chaos, not as bad as Mayhem versus Shock 2019. Richard, you know what I mean. Yep. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> the five but, damage composition. Solo Mercy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But bless you. Bless you, Florida Man, for breaking up our... I don't, I don't miss our... those days. Yeah. I, I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody misses those days. I don't think anybody misses those days at all. Um, but we now find ourselves looking to the week ahead. Uh, we will be uh, heading off to our final weekend final weekend of qualifiers and actually one of our members in the live chat here has pointed out we talked a little bit a little bit about the glads they have a couple chances there uh as they pointed out actually on their twitter as well yeah paris has a big weight on their qualification too but mm. paris i believe has to go 2 and 0 this weekend yeah <laughs> yeah they play uh, new york <laughs> yeah they're playing new york is possible it is possible it, yeah I don't think it's likely, but that's more of like a 60-40, chance Paris wins. I'll take those. I'll take those I think numbers. Mayhem's more of a 80-20. I think Mayhem still mm-hmm. stomps them pretty good. It's maybe 70-30, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's more of like an that. assured thing, but like, I still, I, uh, do, 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 do Paris, can, can they, can they beat New York? It, uh, I mean, that's like. Maybe it's like a wet noodle beating a wet noodle. I don't know. Maybe wet Maybe noodle fight. New York wet noodle fight. <laughs> but I uh, mean, New York to me have the small edge, like a, about fifty-five, forty-five. I'd yeah. say. Because yeah. Yaki on a Genji is one of the scariest things in the league. Yeah, I mean, you could like, especially against a team like Paris. Normally, you you like against these other teams in the middle in the upper bracket or the. Uh, upper kind of uh, side of the things new like a yaki carry isn't quite enough you know what i mean yeah you, you can't deadlift it's gonna come down to flora if anything yeah because we saw it games before i can't remember who it was but that's it was because there was a game where this oh yeah it was guanjou no with jimmy he was either getting the frag or setting up the frag for guanjou yes, yes. And so got, Flora uh, has to do something like that to give Yaki the benefit, right? And but and like I said, normally it don't. But in a game against Paris, eh, Yaki deadlift like it would. I think it yeah. could happen and would actually make a difference. Like, he could like. My, if I were Paris, 
I'd actually play Wub over Dove purely because Wub was playing the soldier before the roster got nuked. Right. So I would want to see Wub in to play yeah. the soldier. Yeah. Because he actually looked really good on it before it all went down. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Glad's fans. You're, 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 it's, it's, it's the classic. You're telling me there, you know, you've got one in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> there's it's a like, chance, yeah. I know. it's there, but, uh, but buddy, between the results that they need to get against like rain and like rain needs to get, uh, stuff like that, man. Um, Oh, that was yeah. the other thing. Like if we, off that goofy stat card that I tried to bring up, I, I realized that they, the Atlanta Houston game they were talking about was, the one from this week not coming up and Houston ah. ended up beating Atlanta. So that totally huh. nukes gladiators chances as well. In addition to needing Paris yeah. to win too. So it's, it is a rough road to <sighs> qualification for glads. Yeah. So, um, so at, on the I'm bubble the though right. is still, I think it's, a, I think we're probably looking at our top eight as they already are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless a miracle freaking happens. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. None of this even matters. This is like some tournament. All that matters is the overall standings heading into the. Uh, yeah, it's what shock. Yeah, play it's that. playoffs at this point, right? Is really the only thing that matters. Yeah, and that's, Glads are second. It doesn't. They're, matter. they're locked. Like, they're locked. Like this is like yeah. people being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get into this tournament. That means nothing." Okay, it, 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 one point. Yeah. It would it would mean it would mean something I would say it would mean something to London to Vancouver to to either place high or like you know Cinderella win it because then they at least hey we can hang our hat on something this season yeah but like think oh. about but Greg, to shock you, you, to Dallas to 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 even to Atlanta to, to shock some of these Dallas teams, Glad, it doesn't mean outlaws shit. rain Spitfire. it doesn't mean yeah. No, it's and like here, yeah, and like here's the thing: the meta's changing. Great, you're Vancouver, you made it. You have three wins on the season. Justice has eight. You really think you're gonna pull off a differential to get yourself yeah. at five to make it? Yes. Like again, delusional number stat people making up stuff. I'm like that's yeah. great. I know. Blah blah blah. We'll see what happens. I mean, like yeah, maybe Shock will blow it, and like the actual playoffs hey. actually matter. You hey, know? Richard, if Vancouver Titans win this tournament. That's an intangible asset for the next shareholder meeting. It's true. It's true. They could be like, we have a value that has call been created. Back. That's a callback, right. you know folks. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Actually, you know what's so funny? And this is the scary thing. Oh, and here's a great thing. I'm actually going to be doing a, I got to set up the creative for it later, but I'm going to be doing a, after my little posts last night, talking about, that blow up that happened, I guess, uh, around with 100 Thieves, thieves and all that stuff. Front, yeah, so yeah. I was talking and uh, yeah, I'm going to get it online. I'll be I'll actually be doing a Twitter space on that okay. on Friday, along with uh, Aaron Simon. Oh, from nice. Exet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, and we're just going to talk about the deal of deals. Yeah. Right. The, like Ooh. the deal of deals, like what marketing and sponsorship and what what happens with all this kind of stuff, like what this actually looks like and how to know if your the deal makes sense. Yeah. Right. But um. But all that said, though, what is funny is what you just said is going to happen. If this shows <laughs> I up, I guarantee I you this is going to be like, we have goodwill. Like, it's 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 awful. Um, like, that's why I've been looking at this. I'm like, man, like, there's like no way New York can really make the playoffs, period. You only get eight teams, right? Yeah. Eight? Is it eight? Yeah. Well, so, like, they don't have a hope in hell. I mean, for the summer showdown, it's eight. Yeah. 
No, no, I for would, the uh, I would imagine the, uh, it, I imagine it, yeah, it'll be a similar breakdown for playoffs. So it'll be eight from the west and four yeah. from the east. Yeah, because okay. they're they're gonna mix everybody up, right? Yep. So it's uh it sucks. It yeah. really sucks. My question though is going into the actual like uh like the actual end of season play, like the real playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um where are they all going local to do it? Or do they still have to do some on land and then end up with only the finalists in uh what do you mean? It's, it's depend on, on health situations and yeah that's travel. why they haven't I think that's why I imagine they haven't given hard details yet. Um they haven't yeah. you know told yeah, but it's a situation I was, in Apex up and down at the minute. Right. Yeah. It's it's gotten better recently, but you know, who, yeah, who knows what it'll we'll look see. like a month from now. I, yeah. Hey, I, I, man, the, polio. We got polio to deal with now. Well, we have monkey uh monkeypox too. Monkeypox out there. Polio. There's a new bird new types flu of I COVID. heard. Yep. Uh this hemorrhagic rabbit fever that's going through parts <laughs> of like the West. I mean, I just have three Ebola. different cases of syphilis, but that's just, that's just in my house. So um, I do, I won't be, I won't hang around any of the players. I promise. Oh, uh, get this um, this trade like, back on so the track. If we discover any teams had a an outbreak of syphilis, we'll be like Matt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna see this trade back onto the right tracks. So yeah, I'm putting yep. it to you guys. Will mm. Dallas Fuel play the part of Brock Lesnar to Shock's Undertaker? Ooh. This weekend, okay, yeah, that you know what? That that's the match, the match of the week. That's yeah, the match that's we're all the, watching. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I, I effed up when I was like, oh yeah, Vancouver and uh, Houston. That's my match. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um. Yeah, I, you kind of I, forgot I, about this one, did? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think they will. You think Shock mm-hmm. will keep it rolling? Yeah, and the main oh, reason so, is sure. that when the Shock, it, it's if you take a look at their overall performance. There's no, um, dude. The map. I think. Look at the map. I think Shock might not lose this season, um, like the the Patriots that one time. Yeah. But then, like, lose in the playoffs. Sure. I mean, that's that's been kind of the mo the whole season, right? They had a kind of poor kickoff clash. They did well in midseason madness, but dropped a ball at the end. Um, they've done well this stage. They'll they'll. They could, I mean, they could win the, this tournament. I think like, Shock have I only know. lost three maps this entire stage. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that the six is anything yeah. to scoff at, but there's a six, a seven, and, and then a bunch of eights. So, but your yeah. variance, right, within one map, it's like that's a that's a that's a quite a big step. Cause if you think of the interval of three, what does it take to get another three map losses? You yeah. have to go into past the cutoff range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think of, that's what remember when I talked about the distributions, right? Their like their level of being ahead is the the number, the difference, the difference in the maps they've lost is a whole other tier. So San yes. Francisco legitimately yes. exists on their own tier right now. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean Dallas isn't going to put up a great fight, but I don't think Dallas is going to win. It's bad. I think they might point. give up. I think they might give up some map play. I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think San Francisco is going to win. Yeah, I mean, for all the all the stick I and the criticism, which can be warranted, I give to the shock. They have pulled the wins regardless. I mean, we started with saying Kalu, we calling it back to Kaluj. I mean, he's not yeah. on the eye test being the best. If I had a choice between Kaluj and Hanbin to win the Junk Queen duel, it'll be Hanbin. It comes down to what's behind them. Yeah, it's coming around to the surrounding players for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, what DPS lineup are Dallas going to roll out with? What do they roll out with, right? Yeah. That's true. I mean, we, we talk about like the Dallas, the, the infamous Dallas kind of lack of a hit scan. They've, they've remedied that this season, but it's not, I don't think their hit scan uh, players have been like off the charts uh, with Edison and Gurio, right? Um, yeah. They, and they've been good. I think they've been good, but I don't, they're not like that next tier where like, I think proper and Kilo have been putting in that work. That's that kind of heavy of work. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Backline as well. It's a shock. Yeah. They, yeah. So I, I know I don't think, I think Richard's right. Um, I think that that'll be the match to watch. Yeah, that'll be on Friday. So keep an eye out for that. That but yeah, that, that is going to be that, that that's going to tell us a lot as well too, at least about, well, they are changing the meta. So I guess, you know, a bit less impactful, but if we go to anything more balanced, then it's San Francisco on a runaway. Their yeah, ability yeah, to right. actually dominate without this meta, which is so massive in terms of the debuffs, is what's scary. They're yes. giving up more space or other teams are doing better when there are massive debuffs. But if anything happens to change that, San Francisco is actually better. This is their weaker meta. Yeah. Oh. That's what's really freaky about this. This is their weakest one out of the three we've seen, right, so yep. far this season. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's very, very true. I think true. San Francisco... Like I said, I think they'll pull a Patriots, and I just hope there's a New York Giants somewhere out there that'll make them lose. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. um, well, speaking of which, before before we before we head out though, like we we talk a lot about NA because all of our kind of home teams are based there. But I, I do want to touch a little bit. We touched a teeny bit on APAC earlier, but like one thing we notice. Let's take a look at these things. Soul is fucking oh, yeah. pounding they this are stage. So good, right? Yeah, that it's a, like. Dude, look. look at look at them in Shanghai, and it's like three tier breaks between the even so, the so, next. So basically, it's a it's a. I think you know we kind of mentioned this earlier. It was going to be Seoul and Shanghai floating at the top. Sure. Um, but like, there's no, there's no one else. Yeah. That's that's like, the other issue. Even the yeah, number three team is. We go from an eleven plus eleven to a negative one map diff from yeah, which means stage which two means to like you're you're batting five. It's like you're you're yeah. five hundred right in basically yeah. right in the middle. You win and you lose. It basically means Seoul and Shanghai are the only ones that actually when they it means they don't give up. Yeah, like we think about the game very offensively, which is like again the wrong way to think about it. Sure, like because we always skip the defensive. It means they don't lose maps. That's crazy. What I think is nuts is that Seoul has not lost a map, and then yeah. Shang- Shanghai's lost one. One. <laughs> one. Yeah. Everyone else is like batting five. Is like, yeah. Is like at a five hundred. Like you're like yeah, it's this or that, this or that. Unless you're L.A. Mm-hmm. Well, not L.A. You're Valley. I don't even. Know <laughs> yeah, yeah. China Valiant. I don't know. The- yeah, but but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a joke. But I really want to Seoul and Shanghai go like more head to head. You know, because we've seen Seoul yes. obviously do really well. And with Shanghai's numbers looking like theirs, this is going to make, again, we have, the problem is, it depends, I'm, I think the Junker Queen nerfs are going to be pretty substantial. I think we're going to see some pretty big shifts. But I We're going to really see it, by the way. We will see Shul, Seoul Shanghai on Sunday. so early in the morning, but I'm going to try <laughs> to watch it. Well, um, the replay is on at 11.30 a.m. Central. Yeah, but, you know. EU gang rejoice. We have the advanced the same, I know, I know. <laughs> But so I think it's going to be I think it's going to be wild. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. If it is very one sided for Seoul or Shanghai, that will just be, will be very telling. Yeah. But we'll so see. we'll see. Those are the yeah, at those least, are the game at least to the end of this tournament. And then, yes, 
who knows well, well and we'll have to see what the uh, what the nerfs and the changes are but oh yeah like i said they're gonna be they they have to be big to, to arista to, we want but, an arista yes, meta. please <laughs> give me the horsey the one time we want an arista meta when does overwatch 2 come out because i october 4th overwatch I know. I, I, I kind of stopped. I played some community games and stuff. I stopped playing ranked. I stopped playing like on my own a lot. Like it's it, so it's bad, sad. Man. It's so it's so, so it is. Bad. I've not even yeah. done my ranked placements this it's season. I, I mean, either. Where, like the only time I can play is really early in the morning. So I'll log in at seven in the morning and I only play Bastion or Symmetra. <laughs> just to yeah. try to feel Ooh. something. Just to feel, yeah, just to try to feel something and be horrible to people who are either very tired or yeah. they're just waking up. I'm just like, Bastion. <laughs> yeah. That's Again, evil, yeah. and I like it. It's in a bad so, spot. So. so can we confirm that Richard's a heel? <laughs> yeah. Resting yeah, he's a 7 a.m. heel. Those are the worst ones. Yeah. <laughs> but... We'll keep an eye on all those games and all the everything. And if we will find out who finally, officially, all that goodness qualifies for, then I was going to say Midseason Madness. But no, this summer showdown, which will be coming to you live from Toronto. And you can still get about 600 tickets if you want and just go to the website. Hey, actually, you know what? I'll do my check right now. Hold on. Let's, uh, I'm <laughs> going to do a ticketmaster.ca. So, yeah, I'll do my daily ticket check. Now, here's um, one one quick. Do not do all tickets. I don't know. I don't know back-end stuff on that. Maybe they just let you purchase unlimited tickets no matter how many are actually left. Or like, no, no, no. It, 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 no, no. It, it has it to should. check. Okay, okay. I think. Okay, so it looks like maybe four-day bowls are empty now. I don't know if those are available on four days, though, the bowl. I don't think they were. Okay. No, they're one-day tickets. Okay, Ooh. so I'm going to the bell before they pass. So here, you guys can pretend to buy tickets too. Here, come with me. Let's let buy come and be Bell. Come with me on this Bell journey. Fi, Bell Fan Zone. So I'm going to the Bell Fan Zone, and I'm going to buy 50 tickets because it actually checks to see the inventory. Well, that's good. Right? Because if you right. hit next, even if you're not logged in, it will still secure the tickets. So just go to the site and try to buy. All right, I'm going to try to buy 50 tickets. 50 tickets in the Bell in the Bell Five, five zone. zone. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's telling me to sign in. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to just sign in for ticket. It doesn't actually buy anything, obviously. Sit yeah, tight. So We're securing your verified tickets. Okay, so I got 50 tickets. <laughs> Sorry, we could not find any tickets that meet your requirements. Rich, really? do you blame? We blame you. Ooh. Interesting. Did okay. we just get a saucy result here? The Bell Fiber. Let me try one more time. Maybe it just kind of fun funked up. Yeah, so click on <laughs> Bell Fan Zone. Yep, yep. And go up to 50. Nope. We could not find any tickets to meet your... Let me see if I can do 25. Let me yeah. cut it in half and see if it... I hear 25. Do I hear 20? Do I hear 20? Because yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to spend $7,000 on Overwatch League tickets. Uh, I'm trying to buy 10 tickets at the same time. Okay. Okay. Oh, just right, I was able to sign in. So, like, I imagine there's tickets available. Okay. So, I just got 10. While you got your 20. So it seems like I feel bad for our audio distance right now. <laughs> so it we're, sounds we're, like we're it... logging. In. Yeah. So I, I have the option right now to buy 10 or 25. Right. Okay. Yeah. 25 yeah. in the, in the bell, in the bell zone. Interesting. So maybe there's like 50, like 60 something seats left. Yeah. So that's good. That's yeah. good. This is taking a long time though. This is next week. 
Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder how people are actually thinking about the tickets. It's like, well, do they want to book it okay. Do they want to book in advance? Well, what I think is happening now is my theory is, and I've seen this, when this happens, you start comping the shit out of tickets. Oh, yeah. So these tickets are being given out. Which also I can absolutely get fifty uh, regular tickets though. That that was yeah, no the, problem at all. Oh hey, regular. let me try that right now. I'm gonna go in right now. Hold on, I, you got fifty. I'm gonna try to buy fifty, 50. right now. Yep. Okay, hold yep, on, hold it's... on. Oh, oh, wait for me. Wait for me. Hold no, on. I'm holding. Right. I'm holding. I'm holding. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, One hundred sixty-five dollars for four day. It's the four day pass, right? That you're getting. Yeah, the four right? day, the, four day gen, the gen okay. GA or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Floors, floors. Come on, count faster. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get my tickets. It's only eighty-two hundred dollars instead of fourteen thousand dollars. Yep, five, yep, fourteen-five. Yep. Huge savings. I, right. Oh, I got fifty <laughs> tickets also. So that we know there's at least a hundred <laughs> of those tickets left. And the problem is we don't know what the total amount was per section. Yeah. So here's yeah. where it gets really bad. I actually think they have a lot of things on the floors. They're going to bring people down from the bowl to the floor. Takes for better photos and wait. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, flag on the play. <laughs> As I've been sitting here. I just got a notification that says, complete your purchase. Tickets are selling fast. Get because yours now before they're 50. gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I just love that right as you're, we're saying this, it pops up and be like, these are selling so fast. You better be quick. I know. We just sold 100 <laughs> tickets in a, so 30 seconds. <laughs> I know. No, I honestly, I think uh, I think they're going to be comping the crap out of these tickets. I'm sure. Now, they're now, which is a problem. Because obviously, as as you know, right from the wrestling scene mm-hmm. or any stage show, right, the comp ticket prop percentage that show up, especially for a multi day event, it is uh, like exponentially lower, right? Yeah. You just don't because you you haven't put any value into it. It's like a home. Maybe they'll probably show up on the Sunday. I am predicting a horrifying looking arena on Thursday. Yeah, the first day it's going to be bad. Um, well, we shall see. Like, and I told man. you, like the hotel fees are a little bit, the hotels are a little bit expensive. But again, I will be there all four days, and I will be calling in live for you folks whenever you want, if you ever want, because yeah. uh, we're co-streaming. Did we get in on the co-stream? We did not get an official thing on the yet. co-stream yet. yet. Although, yeah, the last time I got it on, I got it on like Monday of the tournament. I got the notification. So, worst case scenario, we'll do at least a couple of watch-alongs where we don't actually have the footage, like like a. Typical, okay. like, typical watch along if we don't get the official code. We do it a yep. vast style. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Cool. So. No, because, uh, like I said, um, I should be able to get, like, full service in there. I'm looking at getting a special audio mixer so I can bring in, like, a third-party mic so we can, like, talk to people. Oh, nice. While That'd we're cool. there. Um, camera might be tricky. You know, I can obviously save a lot more data, right? Sure, no, no, that's fine. If we do it yeah, by voice. Hard. But I should be able to bring people in, and I should be able to, like, it won't be like a lavalier okay. la- 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 mic, but... Does that like, place have free Wi-Fi? You might be able to piggyback uh, off that. So they will, but it'll, it won't be accessible, right? Because there's right, going to be okay. too many people at once. But I'm just going to go over the air, because once you're at downtown core with, like... I, I'm like the equivalent of T, um, T-Mobile here, Freedom yeah. Mobile, so you're you're you always get your service. You don't get hit so badly. Like, they won't right, okay. People, and plus, they, they don't have that many people <laughs> going yeah. to the event. So, so it'll work me. out really well. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Like, I'll try to, like I said, we'll we'll test some things out. Uh, yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, if anybody's coming up or down or if you're already in, like, I know some folks are here in Ontario. I think Chester is uh, here in Ontario. But if anyone's coming into town, let me know. I'm going to be down there at different times from Wednesday through Sunday. Like all the way through. Cool. Yeah. And your mission, Richard, is to get some player interviews. 
See if you can I get can the try. Uh, I'm going to be talking to IGS, the local land center, who is literally around the corner from Mad at Me. So if folks want to get together, like, again, Matt, if you want to if you want to spool up a special game now with people who are on site, we can invite them in. Maybe we can convince sure. Advanced GG to give us some stuff for the players involved. Yeah, so let's figure something out, though. But let's just see how it goes. But I'm really looking forward to seeing folks uh, here in the our very average but uh, overly ego-driven and sanctimonious and bland city of Toronto. Woo! Go team! Yay, Toronto. Um, <laughs> but uh, if anyone has any food questions, I will tell you where to go and where definitely not to go. We did have a recent poisoning, mass poisoning event at a restaurant here, like north of the city. So I'll tell you where to avoid. Oh, so God. you do God, not have permanent. More on that uh, at 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But um, but if anything, cool. um, IGS, people come down because they got consoles, like every console. They got tons of PCs recently upgraded. Um, would be actually awesome to do sort of like a mixed game night, some online, a group of people locally, and just have a good time. I think we can actually make Overwatch 1 fun if we do it this way. So nice. when you say upgrade, does that mean they gave the gerbils that power of a bit more food? Yes, yes. Now we're up to guinea pig power. Woo! Hey! That much bigger, more horsepower or critter power. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, we'll keep an eye on those games. We'll keep you updated about the look ahead at the Summer Showdown. But until then, everybody take care of yourselves. And that is it for our week in Overwatch. For the greatest of all root bears, for the plexiest of all the Maddox across the sea, and for myself, the Drama King, I appreciate you. And we will see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.